The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. We're just past the 4th of July, and what better way to celebrate than helping veterans achieve the American dream? I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by John Bell. He's executive director of Loan Guarantee for the Veterans Benefit Administration. John, thanks for joining me. Hey, Mike, thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, any time I'm able to talk about veterans in the home loan program. And so I'm sure a lot of you know our audience is largely in the mortgage industry. They're probably familiar with it. But I guess just starting off, talk about the the, the loan program and, and the great benefit that it is for veterans. Well, I, I will tell you, we went on a messaging campaign the last couple of years um, and, and really talking about how we wanted to make this program the, par- the product of choice for our veterans. Um, and we hope and we hear um, from a lot of our lenders out there um, and, and agents and realtors, uh, you know, that we've come a long way. And so we continue to try to improve our processes and our procedures. What we do know is, is that it's the lowest um, rate out there, lowest closing costs, um, you know, from a financial um, piece. It just makes sense for veterans to take advantage of it. So that's what, I, what I'm looking forward to talking more about today. And so, you know, you you have this program to try to, you know, make it make make create more awareness and increase utilization. Do you feel like it's used enough or do you feel like perhaps it's an underutilized benefit for the audience that you're targeting? Oh, I think it's underutilized uh, without a doubt, uh, even though we have grown year over year. Um, we ended up last year having our best purchase um, year ever at four hundred forty four thousand loans. Uh, this uh, this year, we're only about four percent off that mark. Uh, so, so far tracking pretty well. Uh, you know, we hear um, that there are some um, uh, some bid opportunities that we wish that veterans were were, were more able to uh, compete. Um, and I don't think that's uh, because of the veteran. I think that is um, simply because of misinformation out there um, and utilization of the program. So that's what we're here to try to clean up. What are some of those misconceptions that you're running into a lot or that you hear from veterans? Yeah, the appraisal process takes too long. Um, Our data shows that even since November of 2021, we've improved that process from 11.8 business days down to eight business days. Um, So the time from assignment to the appraiser to the time the appraisers deliver in that value is eight, um, eight business days. Uh, you know, th- there aren't a lot of programs out there that can say the same thing um, as that. Uh, we've done a, a tremendous amount of work in eligibility. And, um, you know, I, I know when I started at VA, we were almost close to uh, 20 days uh, to issue eligibility. That's now down to uh, 
doing it in you know 95% of the time in less than um in less than three business days. So um and majority of those are instantaneous. Uh so we cut down on the time to process. Uh we also have a lot of data um on the appraisal process um you know that, that people just don't know. Uh, it, for example, 91.3% of the time the value of the appraisal is meeting or exceeding the sales price. I, 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 no one ever talks about that from the VA perspective, but that's huge. Um, especially uh, you add on to it our ability to issue what we call Tidewater uh, or um, have a reconsideration of value. And what Tidewater is, is before the appraiser even goes out and appraises the property, they have the ability to say, whoa, wait a minute, this property may not appraise. The information that I have does not look like this property is going to appraise for value. The realtor, the, the agent, the lender, they all have the opportunity to submit comparables. Um, you know, uh, before the appraiser finishes that or goes out and, and determines what that value is. And then conversely, once the value is given, we actually have a reconsideration process so that we can ensure that, um, you know, from uh, the ability for uh, the veteran to, to buy that property, that the value is coming in right, um, 62% of the time we are that a reconsideration of value is um, is looked at um, we're actually increasing value and that average number of increase that average value increase is around 24,000 so again another part of the process that no other agency has the VA is built in the model to cut down on on bias to cut down on um, uh, you know, an ineffective process uh, from the from appraisal delivery and also to ensure that veterans are able to buy homes when they need to buy homes. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. And are you finding even some of the, you know, basic requirements and down payments and who's eligible. Do you find that veterans understand that? Because if you tell them, hey, you can get the lowest rate out there. We have these these fast uh, assessment times and I mean, appraisal times. Those sound like good things. Do people understand if they're eligible and what they need to do to get a loan? Well, let's first talk about the veteran borrower as they are right now. Um, so you've got our average borrower characteristics 722 FICO score. Uh, they have 56,000 average in, in assets in the bank. Uh, they um, have to meet a residual income requirement that no other program does. And what residual income means is we take a look at their all their debts in relation to their income. And, um, and, and they have to have a certain amount left over. So if a financial impact occurs, they're able to get over that financial impact. Um, you know, it, it is 40% uh, debt ratios, another, uh, um, another average for us. So all of our characteristics um, really feed right in line with what a conventional borrower um, would bring to the table anyway. So, you know, my answer back to is if you look at the data, um, a veteran borrower is is as strong, if not stronger, than any other loan product that they would choose out there anyway. Absolutely. Why do you why do you think that these misconceptions exist and that they continue to persist? Anytime that you you hear an agency loan, 
right? I mean, the first red flag that comes up is, oh, um, you know, the bureau red, red tape, right? Uh, but we have done a tremendous amount of work in trying to reduce that uh, so that we can compete um, and our veterans can compete when they want to utilize the program. I myself have used this program five different times. Uh, there are some times in my life that I used it as I first came out of the, the Navy. Um, I could not have bought a home if I didn't use the use the program. But this is not just a safety net program. This is a this is a a, a very advantageous benefit that veterans should want to take advantage of. And to be honest with you, as an industry, we should want them to be, take advantage of. Right. And certainly they've earned this benefit. As you may, it's not a safety net. It, it's a, a reward for the, the service and the sacrifices that, that they've made. Uh, what, talk to me a little bit more about what the VA is is doing to get the word out. I know you mentioned some efforts to try to increase usage. What are you doing to address some of these misconceptions? You know, what we found is audience is everything. Uh, and so you, you can uh, put things on your website. You can have information, um, fact sheets. You can, um, you, know, you know, try to go at, at this from a grassroots, um, uh, you know, s- a situation. but. The more people that you talk to and you interact with, um, the better you're going to be able to help them understand what type of financial decision they're making. Uh, and so that's what we're trying to bring on more trainers. We're trying to bring on um, you know, more communication and messaging um, people to the to the VA space, which is kind of a um, something that uh, you know, we don't the government as a whole. Um, doesn't do a whole lot of um, of uh, uh, having taken a serious look at, and and we should, and so that's kind of what we're we're trying to position ourselves where we are operating as veterans need us to operate, and that's as a business, uh, and um, and to operate as a business, we need to ensure that. Uh, our uh, customer experience and our user experience is foremost in front of everything else that we do. And what about VA-backed lenders? What can they do to help uh, you know veterans be aware and, and understand the the benefit that's there? Continuing to offer, continuing to fight, you know, the the, the good fight with um, with listing agents and sellers on why VA is is a, a viable choice. Um, and why it should be the product of choice for veterans. Um, continuing down that that fight and, and communicate with us when you see issues or or you see process procedural changes that could be made that will make this um, benefit um, you know even more accessible. Then let us know. That's what we're here for. How do lenders go about notifying you if they see any issues? So we have a uh, eight uh, seven seven um, number that uh, that we'll give out, uh, and uh, we have a, we- a website. Um, we actually are one of the only agencies as well that have subject matter experts that answer the phone. Uh, we don't. You don't go to a call center. Um, you're not transferred around to three different places. The the um, chat bots that we use, the ability for you to get directly to someone who can help you uh, is, is something we take very seriously. We also are answering our phones in one minute or less. Um, so I don't know. You can call Amazon 
And you're certainly not, uh, you're you're waiting longer than that. Apple, Best Buy, you know, so we've got a pretty good track record on trying to to, to be there to help, um, uh, to help with those questions. John, thanks so much for taking some time to explain this benefit. Oh, no, thank you for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, You know, we, we appreciate you helping us get the word out. According to Bankrate, the VA loan had an average rate of 4.79% today for a 30-year fixed. That's almost a full point below the 5.26% rate on a conventional 30-year fixed. And John referenced a phone number lenders can call for help. That number is 877-827-3702. We'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, July 5th. More baby boomers are about to age out of their homes, and that'll mean a boost for inventory. But that won't necessarily help with prices, at least the NBA doesn't think so. The NBA says demand will keep up with this influx in houses. Instead, the extra inventory will mean fewer housing starts and a cooling in the rental market. FGMC got a judge to approve a financing plan to help pay for loans in the pipeline. Called debtor in possession financing, FGMC has an aggregate principal of up to $11 million, plus access to the mortgage loan funding amounts and the pipeline sales transaction amounts. FGMC filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy Thursday, less than a week after it laid off 471 employees via a virtual meeting. And finally, home construction dipped by a tenth of a percent in May from the prior month. That ends eight straight months of growth. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.